Emily Lloyd Saney, are you there? No? That's okay, because I'm here. It's Anna Leong Brophy, and this is Still Legit, the podcast where we take a good hard look at all the things we used to love and slowly but surely tear it to shreds till nothing remains. I'm on my own hosting again, guys. Um, That's why I've got this slightly angry energy. Um, Emily is still raising a child, and apparently that might take two to three years. Um, So we'll just wait and see on that. Um, I'm confident that soon it will be walking and feeding itself and (laughs) she can come back and do important work like make this podcast. But in the meantime, I found myself a new playmate. He is an amazing comedian, writer and actor. He's an absolute veteran of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. He recently appeared in Mae Martin's Feel Good on Channel 4. Check that out. And he's just an all-round top bloke. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah, that was great. That was a very good intro. Um, very happy to have you here, Jack. I can't wait until Emily's baby has its own podcast in three years. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can have Emily back. It will be a podcast about how her mother has neglected her because of the demands of her comedy partner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the, the other child that, ne- that needs her attention. Yeah, and I do need her attention and I, I demand it. Well, fair enough. Thanks for describing so. me as a playmate as well. I had a nice yeah. image of myself with like Playboy bunny ears yes. and like uh, sort of tights and a corset. And you've actually worn that for the and record, I have worn which that. is really nice. Yeah, it's what you, that's what you, that was the condition, and I met it. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, because I do consider myself the Hugh Hefner of the podcast. Of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Playboy Mansion of podcasting, still Absolutely. legit. Yeah, it's so legit. The still legit mansion. <laughs> Playboy, ironically, great. not legit. Probably never was legit, to be fair. But we read it for the articles, Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. The article's about... For the hard-hitting articles. <laughs> we won't talk what about is anything. The film? What is the film that we, you have chosen for us today? Yeah, well, I, I'm sure, like most men of my age, was obsessed with Jim Carrey when I was a kid. And Ace Ventura... Ace Ventura, the first film, is quite famously not legit anymore it's kind of everyone yeah. knows it's pretty transphobic everyone knows at about some that point, now at some point we will do it ideally with somebody who has uh who's a little bit less cis than us yeah yeah um that would be an interesting chat but uh, yes. we are doing but we're gonna do the second one the second one Ace we thought we thought let's well which i thought was a less risky choice but actually having watched it oh boy there's there's a lot going on there as well yeah yeah it's gonna be great because i also i mean you already know this jack because um the messages we were sending when we were trying to choose the film but i'm also a a rabid jim carrey fan yeah um even though i was not a 14 year old boy when i was 14 i was (laughs) i was I'm just, lo- I just love him. He's I the best. I mean, him. he is the best. And he is, yeah, he just was like the 90s, wasn't he? He, he, he was, was co- he was comedy in the 90s. There was no, yeah. there was nothing else funny in the 90s other than Jim Carrey. And when, and, and I think, well, we'll get into it, but re-watching it is like, wow. 
we'll get into it. So yeah, um, okay. So to expedite that, we normally do a little um, synopsis here, okay, um, of what the film is about. Yeah. Um, would you like to? And I'm going to say briefly because okay, um, it is a danger if you ask me to. But it's a danger if you ask anyone, including me, which is what Emily always mugs me off about. Do you? Do you think you can sum up the film for anyone yes, who maybe hasn't seen This is genuinely my dream. Seen? My whole okay, my whole personality is just recounting things that I've seen on TV and film, <laughs> and has been my Give entire us the life. <laughs> uh, okay, well, how much detail do I go into? Basically, Ace Ventura. Back pet of the box. Dete- back of the box. Ace Ventura. He's he's the best pet detective in the world. Um, at the beginning of the ep- of the film, he has a tragic loss of an animal that he's trying to save. So he um, he goes to become a Buddhist monk, and then he comes and he gets uh, commissioned by some old colonialists to come <laughs> and stop to come and find a sacred bat that has been stolen, and uh, if they don't find it, it's going to lead to a tribal war in a fictional African region. And uh, and that's it, basically. And yeah, we discover that he's phobic Excellent. of bats. Excellent recap. Yeah. <clears throat> really, really good. Very concise. Emily okay. would be very proud. Oh, I could have gone on for hours. I just quite happily would have described every scene of the whole film. Blow by you. blow. Yeah, 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 that's what, yeah. I, that's what I like to do. Um, have you ever seen that film... I... Um, this is such a tangent, but have you seen that film Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler? And No, I haven't, actually. Jennifer I think someone suggested it for the... It's, oh! It's quite Come a new on. film. It only came out, like, last year. It's, it's a Netflix film. Oh, no, film. I, was thinking, I, was thinking of a, I was thinking of Clue. Someone suggested Clue. Oh, Clue. So sorry to that listener. I've that is like Cluedo the movie, isn't it? I've never seen it. I don't that, know. I, don't I haven't watched it. Um, so yeah, no, but I anyway. At some point. But I, 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 I had a gig in Wales last year with um, uh, Sam Campbell and Matt Reese, And... Um, and we and and after basically after the gig we went back to our room and we watched Murder Mystery starring Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston and then the next day we got stuck in traffic for five hours so we just recounted the entire <laughs> film and we literally just went through every scene saying every single line that we could remember and then describing everything that was happening in the film and it was one of the most enjoyable car journeys I've ever had. I I love that. I yeah. I really love that. It was so was just... fun. I was just imagining how enjoyable and indulgent that would actually feel. It, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, when, once we got like, we, it just sort of kind of happened organically as well. We were like, remember that film last night when it started with this and then this happened? And then it was about 10 minutes. I was like, okay, we're doing the whole thing. This, it, this film. It's happening. We're doing the whole film. And we did the whole film and then we gave ourselves like a two minute <clears throat> round of applause at the end. It was uh, really fun. I imagine that that's how Victorians entertain themselves. Yeah, well, would, someone talking would about movies. <laughs> oh, someone, yeah. <laughs> someone would read a book or see a play and then over and over again, just in fine detail, tell the story because yeah. all they had to do was walk around rooms. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And and like... They just... And get chased by ghosts. Around. And... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, may, maybe only one of them... You're like, if they're only one in the family could afford to go to the... Th- they like... Maybe they just send one one member yeah, of the, the family to the theatre and then they come back and recount what they've seen to the rest of the family. Exactly. Um, so that was an excellent... <clears throat> that was an excellent summary and I should just add at the end, 
Emily hates when I do this, but I've got a spoiler at the end, guys, which is uh. that, surprise, the baddie is the old colonial white guy played by Simon Callow. Yeah. And he gets his comeuppance. Also, there's a seduction. Um, there's a sort of quasi-love interest that's very thinly... Uh, it's very thinly kind of draped it's, over the storyline. It's not even is, a love interest. It's a purely fuck interest, isn't it? It's a it? fuck interest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Which is played by... Sophie, Sophie Okonedo. Sophie Okonedo, yeah. RSC actor, you know, highly acclaimed. Has she been nominated for all sorts? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And it's, I mean, maybe we'll get a into it later. highlight of her career. I yeah, know. Sure. It's kind of the sad thing, isn't it, of this whole film? Is like, you're like, oh, look, so many parts for black actors and they're all playing just um, fairly horrific stereotypes. You're right. I got my hair cut at a barber's yesterday. Can you see did my you? trim? It looks yeah, great. My fade. You got a good, you got a great fade. Yeah, yeah, he did such a good job on the uh, on the sideies. But it was it was recommended by my partner in Soho, Wacky Barbers. Recommend it myself. I've now. been there. I used to go, been there. I used to go to Wacky Barbers. Yeah. A, a mad name for a, for a, yeah. like did they name it in the 80s? I mean, one of the guys that they were all geezers. Yeah. Absolute geezers. Did they give you a beer when you went in? No. Well, I was prom. Oh, this is what sold sex- it for me. That's sexism, I think. Maybe they always offered me a beer, and I. But maybe, maybe yes. that's not COVID friendly. Maybe that's the difference. I mean, if it's a can of beer. Yeah, I, I would just get a beer. a beer. I used to work around the corner from there, and I'd go and have a beer after work when they did my See? wacky hair. Yeah, that's. Yeah, not- I didn't. One of them did eat their pasta salad while I was getting my hair cut, though. So okay, you know, well, in between every- snips, he'd sort of <laughs> do a snip, then he'd have a mouthful. <laughs> It was the it was the other guy. Okay, but they were very nice. But there was just loads of cut out pictures of girls with their waps out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's and that's I, the barber sort of standard, vibe. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't cut your hair if you can't look at tits at the same time. If you don't have a semi on, are you really <laughs> getting your hair cut? <laughs> exactly. They miss bits if you haven't got a semi. You'll invariably come out with a couple of tufts, and it's like, oh, you didn't have enough of a semi. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, there's nothing. I, I've come into their space as a woman. Yeah. Asking for a haircut in a male space. Yeah. I don't get a say over this. I don't get to make a funny comment about the one who really looked like Harold Vorderman, but had, what? you know, those 80s where they just kind of... <laughs> were they pointy? No, they're more like if they... If the pillowcase was a bit small for your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got like a little sort of tuft. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of, everything's pointing in the wrong direction. <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, it was the early sorry. days of, of plastic surgery, I guess. They were still yeah. getting it right. And she was she was proudly flaunting it. And as she should be. As I've, she should be. Really some laddishness has rubbed off on me that I'm like, whoa, and her bat, bat's right. And they were, and they were all over the place. <laughs> we're all over the place. Uh, no, she's a solid eight. She was a so. solid eight. Good for her. I mean, who even is a ten? Who would you say is a ten? I, me and my friends once had a conversation about this where we tried to think of someone that we've ever met who was a ten, and I could only think of one person. Oh my god! Uh, my uh, my friend Leo. Do you know him, Leo? Oh. <laughs> I wish I did. He's very good looking. He's very tall. He's, even got he's, a he's ten ha- name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 half French. He runs his own company and he's gorgeous. 
gorgeous looking man. But he was the only wow. one I could think of, really. What about women? Never met a uh, You, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, this is what I do with all the, all, <laughs> all the guests. I tried to force Sarah Keyworth to, to give me a 10. She, she didn't. Uh, but you're right. Who is a 10? No one's really a 10. Basically, 10, 10s are, are, have been airbrushed, isn't it? Yeah. That's what a 10 is. It's like you're in a magazine and you've been... They, they've airbrushed them and then that's a 10. I know some... Yeah, because I think I know some 10 people. Yeah. But like not... 10 personality. But lovely you, to look at and then you meet them with the personality. You're like, oh, wow, you're amazing. Yeah. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. But not a 10 looking. 10 person. looking. But then also what is, you know, what's a 10? We've got these outdated sort of uh, views of attractiveness, haven't we? And lots of them are very Absolutely. racist. And so yeah. let's just bin off the idea of 10s altogether. Everyone's a 10. Yeah, everyone is... Hey, everyone is a 10. You're a 10, Everyone's Jack. a 10. That's what I like. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you're a 10 too. Thanks. Um, oh. it's, it's good that we can agree on this this early on. Yeah, I think so. I think we've all... Martina, you can walk through. Martina's like tiptoeing past. Anna says hi. <laughs> she actually cut my hair, although I, I need another one. This, it was a while ago, but she's been oh, cutting yeah. my hair in lockdown. She's learned how to do fades. Ah, oh, so good. It's such a skill. She's genuinely... Better than any haircut I've had at a barber ever. Whenever I go to the barber, there's something wrong with my hair afterwards. But Martina's smashed it. Do you know it. what? That's that's the thing, isn't it? Because when someone that you that loves you do, does it, they'll put the effort in. My brother has been cutting my hair. Yeah, and it takes quite a long time, but I always know it's going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They um, are going to take the time to get it right. You're not just on the conveyor belt and then they've got six other people to do this afternoon. Sometimes I get a bit sweaty and palpy, especially the first couple of times I went to a barber. I went to lo- a local one. Yeah. And they just, it, they're just like... Yeah. And I, and I was like, my heart was racing because <laughs> I, I thought, if I fuck this up, I've got commitments I've got to go out into the world. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Every single time this happens to me. More always seems to happen with mine because I have a terrible hairline. Like, my hair used to be here. When I was 16, I had a glorious head of hair across here <laughs> and it has, like, retreated like a sort of vanquished army. And <laughs> I just think barbers don't really know how to deal with it. And so they sort it's of do the bit. very noble head. It's very noble, but it's not fashionable or, or cool. And it's good if you want to blind someone. Like, <laughs> if I'm ever like in a car chase, then I'll just sort of get the sun to catch it just right, and it will blind the people chasing me, and they'll crash, like in the seventies. But yeah, it, I just think they panic and they sort of cut a bit of it, and then they're like, "Oh no, it looks bad here," and then so it just gets shorter and shorter. So basically, every time I go in, I come out with like a buzz cut that I did not ask for. <laughs> Yeah, Martina's. She's much more. It's careful. looking good. She has to be yeah. seen. She has to be seen with me. So she is. I know she's going to put the effort. Yes. In. Yeah. That's what it is. It's actually how it reflects on them. Exactly. You need to. By you the need to. Keep. Yeah. It's like mutually assured destruction. It's like nuclear yes. warheads. She can't give me a bad haircut because then she'll have a shit-looking boyfriend. And yeah. And that's uh, that's the social contract that we're in. Exactly. <laughs> And if there's anything we know, we can't have a shit-looking boyfriend. No, exactly. Although everyone's a 10, so... So actually, the barbers can all just take a break. Maybe I'll say something quite controversial off the top. Please. 
And I and I kind of hate myself for doing this because I feel like I'm I'm killing my own childhood. I might hate you for it too, but that's okay. Genuinely, within five minutes of this film starting, I was like, oh, was he always this annoying? <laughs> when you're rewatching it, you're like, holy shit! People used to joke about it, like Jim Carrey being like an overactor, and then you're watching, you're like, oh my god! Like it's not even overacting; it's a whole different. It's, it's stratospheric. It's bizarre. It, it, yeah, yeah. It I transcends mean, acting so to speak it's not like oh he's hammy you know it's it's he's doing impressions of someone that doesn't exist yet yeah well yeah exactly but then even that is he's doing impressions of films like so many of the jokes in the films are just him doing an impression of another film and you're like he's like just an annoying mate at a party he's taking too much coke and he's just like doing this whole bit I'd be fascinated to discuss this with someone who'd never seen the film before and was watching it now for the very first time. I I also would. I mean, the interesting thing as well, so I, because of that, I started doing some digging because I thought this must have been developed with him. Yeah. I thought, how can this have happened? You know, but it wasn't. Really? Do you know who was originally offered the role? No, what? It wasn't a hit. Take a guess. You'll never guess it, but just take a guess who was off the roll. Uh, Sophie Okonedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Lupita Nyong'o, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she was nine or something. Yeah, yeah. It was Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis from, like, Ghostbusters? Yeah. What? And then he, t- he turned it down to do the live-action Flintstones. Oh, because he was, yeah, he was he was Barney Rubble, wasn't he? Yeah. He quit acting because his wife got ill, didn't he? To raise his kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a pretty good guy, old Rick Moranis. So Jim Carrey just auditioned, auditioned for the role. He auditioned for the role. And he kind of created the character. So he was a member of, you know, do you remember In Living Colour? It wasn't really... In- it was a bit like Saturday Night Live, but... Yeah, exactly. With more so ethnic it minorities, was wasn't it? Majority black cast... Hence the in living colour thing. Yeah. And yeah, and Jim Carrey was sort of the token exactly, white guy, wasn't yeah. he? And it didn't run for very long, but it was very successful and spawned a lot of I mean, the whole Wyans family dynasty kind of comes from In Living Colour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so apparently a lot of the mannerisms and stuff comes from sketches he did in that ah i see because because it's like a thing isn't it like lots of saturday night live characters then kind of go on to spawn like movie yeah. characters, don't they like like wayne's world and adam sandler like even ron, had, yeah yeah and i think like ron burgundy was like kind of based off like a character from saturday night yeah. live so it's like where you sketch out your characters and then you and then you put them in a movie it's in, he's insane it's like the character the size of the character is insane and actually thinking back to it I remember watching Me, Myself and Irene. Oh, I used to love that film as well. But that was a few years on. That was maybe 10 years later. And I remember thinking, God, this yeah. is, he's big. But I think there is something uh, yeah. to do with the fact that we were of a certain age, young teenagers. Yeah, yeah. And it just felt so... And was it just, that was just the 90s, yeah. I guess. You know, it's like, you look at what people watch now, it's like normal people, mm. where it's just like two Irish people who don't say anything for 20 minutes. But they're and naked then a it's lot. like, episode over. <laughs> uh, yeah, and people are like, this is art. <laughs> this is the best TV I've ever seen. Fucking normal people. And it's like, 
so that's what people want now. And it's like, yeah, I think that's just a sign of the times. I don't, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, you think teenagers always want something a bit more wacky and bombastic. Maybe it's a combination of the 90s and... I, and I suppose also it was a market that was only just opening up in the 90s. Yeah. I don't think they really made films for young adults and, you know, young people. No, exactly, like stupid... It was kids' films, family films, or it yeah. was films for the grown-ups. Adult yeah. films. Yeah, Not yeah, adult yeah. Films, and it was honestly chat. Although there are so many adult jokes in this that I There are. So naive like I was watching it last night being like, "Oh, I genuinely never I never got that joke. I haven't watched this since I was a teenager." And there are so many jokes that I just didn't realize the first time around at all. Yeah, something for the dads. Um, um something for the dads. So we start where I mean skipping past his like raccoon rescue so he's he's like you say he's traumatized because he lost a, um he wasn't able to save a raccoon yeah a raccoon um but good bit of animal acting good a bit of animal acting and then we end up in so he refers to it as an ashram and here's like my first problem right so he's yeah. gone to try and get a spiritual uh, he's he's retreated from life to try and become one with the light. And he's gone to what looks like very clearly meant to be sort of like a Tibetan monastery. Yeah. Um, but he refers to it as an ashram, which is, you know, the other side of the Himalayas. Is it? I don't actually know what an ashram is. is that well, an ashram Hindu is a thing? yeah Hindu thing. Yeah. It's like you would imagine an ashram in India and a uh, t- these Tibetan monks would be in a in a monastery. Yeah, they're yeah. all wearing they're like the saffron coloured robes. So there's like yeah, and he's got the away. hat. He's got the hat, hasn't he? He's got the sort of Tibetan he's... hat on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, I think that's the problem with a lot of this film is like it's just general. Uh, general foreigners foreign. yeah, yeah yeah it's just like okay well he's in like a random you Asian, know one of those and the yeah. spiritual thingamajiggy it's Asian you know um, yoga rice uh, yeah. Tibet whatever we are all children of the light kind yeah. of thing yeah and but he's also got this medallion which is like a cross it's like a prince <laughs> the symbol that prince replaced his name yeah wow the religion formerly known as buddhism <laughs> <laughs> that is the title of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> um and they can't wait to get rid of him yeah which um, i which i kind of and it's kind of like that's the joke isn't it throughout the whole film it's kind of like oh white people are the worst and it, yes, it's so kind I, of like what they're trying to do, but they're also being quite offensive while they're doing it. It's as I think you've got to probably the crux of my confusion about the film, because there are lots of times where he's being incredibly insensitive. Yeah. Culturally, you know, he he not so much in the, the ashram slash monastery, but like when he goes to visit the head of the tribe and yeah. they're like, this is holy ground. You can't only the word Chatu can, uh, yeah, can, can touch set this. Foot. Yeah. Uh, and he's like touching it all or he's like mugging off, you know, doing, oh, I'm speaking your language. Oh, yeah. Literal like colonial things yeah just like really lazy sort of ooga booger type mambo jumbo yeah yeah Yeah. but because it's ace ventura i was gonna say ace like i know him Ace. (laughs) (laughs) um you're like well he but he does that with literally every single person that he meets yes that's true there's 
no one gets away from that. He sees a woman wearing a fur stole, a, like a wrap, yeah, a fox thing, and he knocks out her. He calls her husband the Monopoly Man. I think that is. I do still think that's one of the most <laughs> iconic TV like film scenes. I oh loved that when God. I was a kid, and I still love it. Just like it's so good. And that is, and that's the thing about it, isn't it? It's like, yeah, he does it to everybody. He's supposed to be an arsehole and he's an arse. And but sometimes he's punching down, and sometimes he's punching up. That's that's he's, it. He's just always punching wherever. He's always punching, and we feel very comfortable, I, or I feel very comfortable watching him punch up to Simon Callow. Yeah, and you're like knocking out, knock out this guy. Yeah, knocking out yeah. That, that guy and wearing him as a thing. You're like, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really great. But and, and obviously, I guess the way that if you can even say the character is grounded in any sense, it is that his only real affinity is with animals. Yes. Like, he has no enduring affinity with any human being. Yes. Um, doesn't really understand them or how, you know, society works. But because he is a white man, like a tall white man, yeah, it's it's icky. Yeah, when he get when he's but yeah when he's taking the piss out of tribes and stuff and the tribesmen and the various you know another point he goes through um, a series of tests. Yes, which sort of get kind of lazier and lazier. Yeah, and there's sort of random kind of African sounding music in the background, which I. I'm pretty sure it's just like Peter Gabriel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, just like, stick some drums in there. Stick some drums on. on, put on some chanting. And again, it's like the 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 tribes are just like the the monks. They're just like random. They're not based on anything. The, act, no. the 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 languages that they speak are sort of a weird amalgamation of languages from all over Africa. It's all yeah. very much just like Africa, just like yeah. A pop. This is general africa yeah and there is even at one point like he goes oh i need to blend in this is kind of a slightly redundant part of the film but he goes oh i need to figure out a way of blending in when they're trying to infiltrate the tribe yeah and he sees a, a mask and he's oh you know and you, you see he's obviously going to get a reveal of putting the mask on. And you see three tribesmen jump in front of the camera to to do like a tribal move. A dance, yeah. But no one's set it. No one's been like, so do this style of thing. So one of them does... Quite, it's quite convincing. The other one's just like raving out. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> screaming and waving his arms around. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is just like, oh, okay. It's, it's... Yeah, I mean, there's it no is, direction it, here, so it's just like, just do whatever comes naturally to you. Like, contact your tribal energy. Yeah, I know, it, and oh. it is like, I don't know. May, may, I mean, my my girlfriend's just finished her degree, and so sort of all through lockdown, I've been like reading essays that she's been writing. And at one point, she wrote this essay all about like ori- orientalism and like, you know, the and and it is that it's yeah, like this. Yeah. This, this is all- this is this is you know, how white men justified colonising half of the planet. It's like the savagery of... The othering the other. of... Yeah, it's like they are uncultured sort of savages. All they With do is mystical they... mystical 
they have mystical yeah. beliefs. You know, they don't brush their teeth. They they just sort of do random dances, which is just like screaming, and they're sort of not. And it, and it, yeah, it's like all of that basically, isn't it? It's yeah. I found the spitting bit. I mean, a gross. On yeah, yeah, now yeah, as an adult. yeah. When he really Wait. phlegms it into everybody's mouth. <laughs> oh god! So it's like he goes to meet the the chief, and who who then spits in his face and is and says, um, and Ian. Ian yeah, niece oh. says uh, he likes. Says, oh, yeah, really lucky likes you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sign of great respect, yeah. or what have you. And then the young son does it to him as well. And then oh, then they come out like covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. Like covered. Obviously, the joke is that Ace is like spat loads yeah. and loads like loogies on them. But it's that thing of like, ha, huh, yeah. You, what would happen if you went to a tribe? They'd probably do something like. Yeah. like something gross because they don't know any better exactly they don't get it and it's like yeah exactly is that based on anything if i don't know if they if all of this was based on like a real tribe and there was a custom spitting in people's face if you like them then i'd be like cool yeah fine but i just but but would you I I know what you mean, but actually, when you think about it, would you though? Because no one watching it would have the context of that, and it kind of no. Well, that, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's like you can. I mean, if it was like a, a well-researched show, yes. and it's like they're going, yeah, or if that was a known, it was a known thing, or it yeah, was like thing. sort of semi-educational, and you could watch it and be like, oh wow, I didn't know that about this. But from the, but at no point are they making any effort to make it in any way real. He's in a country called Nibia. Uh, Nibia, yeah. Which is clearly filmed in, like, Connecticut yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, because the jungle that he's <laughs> running like... through is like a sort of... It's like a coniferous forest. It's like... It's, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, forest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, But I do quite like it how he makes a joke about that. That's quite funny. When, when he first... Oh, well, no, it's not it. about the forest, just when he first arrives and he's driving on in the in the van and he's like jumping around oh, like yeah. it's like a really <laughs> underdeveloped and it's just like a perfectly nice paved road perfectly flat and road. i was like oh actually that's cool. that joke is kind of ahead of its time in a way because it's like i really liked the, that yeah joke. it's like now a lot of people still have this opinion that africa is all underdeveloped and you know like a barren wasteland yeah. and so babies with flies looking down the camera yeah the UNICEF ambassador yeah exactly exactly and so it's like that that joke is kind of taking the piss out of that attitude i thought was so I thought that was quite fun. Yeah. I mean, I suppose part of the reason why it's not like, oh my God, turn this off. We just can't keep watching it kind of thing is that the bad guy is very clearly framed as the colonial yeah. white man. There's And again, there's some jokes there, right? With where he's like, oh, I love it here. They're just like family. And then he kind of clicks at a, uh, an African servant or something or just... Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, the local tribes people are basically family. And then Ace is like, are they? And it's like, oh, okay. So that, yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. Oh, okay. So you are taking the piss out of these people as well. There's a knowing feeling there. And yeah. Ditto with his, when he goes to him, "Uh, Mr. Ventura. (laughs) The way he says Ventura makes me feel sick. Mr. Ventura. Um, Such a slime ball, Simon Carlo. But he, he takes him into the room, uh, the lovely room oh, of death. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's something wrong, Mr. Ventura. No, this is a lovely <sighs> room of death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A more insane overacting, him just screaming. <laughs> screaming? Scree- 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 he walks in, screams like with his tongue like, ah! 
And then he's like, no, everything is absolutely fine. Um, but... But that, again, is saying, like, it, it's pointing towards, look how ridiculous these rich old white yeah. men are. You know, these powerful types who want to just stick dead animals exactly. into Exactly. It's pool. like, it's certainly not painting them in a, in a sympathetic light at all. And, like, the first thing that you see is him getting the horse to, like, bow down and doing this, like, wanky dressage. And and there's a sort of like a yes. couple of people sort of clapping him, and then Ace just gets the whip and whips yeah. his ass as soon as he. And you're like, oh great, yeah, of course that people like that yeah, are assholes. There's very clear they need whipping. Yeah, they're setting him up like this is a cruel man who thinks he's better than man yeah, and beast. Exactly, and so yeah, exactly. I think that's what kind of makes it a bit more sympathetic. I do just feel yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, and if it was a real tribe, it wouldn't. I don't know, I just feel like if it had been better researched and they based that in some sort of fact, then it might have just made it I agree, more... I, I do agree with you. I, know, I just think what it is, from because I was grappling around with it, I was thinking, well, it's not... Uh, I think the, the way that I managed to boil it down in my yeah. brain was, if I was an African mother, I probably wouldn't be renting this for my no. kids to watch. No, And that's... Yeah, the thing that's, that's, that gets that's me. what makes it icky. Because even if, even it had been well-researched, one, whether or not those things were true to life or not, it's still coming at it from an angle of, look at yeah. these weirdos. Yeah. They don't wear proper clothes. They do yeah. weird things. Like, that's sort of where the comedy is coming in from it. And it's still that whole um, narrative of, and, like... Well, it, uh, the whole thing is a white saviour movie, isn't it? It's like... They have to get a white man yeah. in to help these savages not tear each other apart because their bat is missing. Yes. It's all very othering, isn't it? And they've been manipulated by the clever, evil white yeah. baddie. But regardless, they're, they're falling for the trap that this yeah. white bad guy has, has... And they're also completely incapable of doing anything. None of them are act- None of them are trying to find it at all. Are they? No, they're just like, well, our white bat's gone, but so, so we're going. to I guess have we'll to have a fight. Um, we won't. We won't send out some detectives of our own to find it. And in fact, the only the guard who's yeah. guarding the bat is a baboon. He's a baboon. <laughs> like, how did he get past the guard? It's a baboon. Oh, it's a. It's, and you're like, <laughs> no. oh, okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and and also saying in a way that that these people who have who clearly like live as one with the land i don't want to sound again like a sort of the mystical (laughs) spiritual but um they obviously have an affinity to where they live and have lived for hundreds of years as they say wouldn't they be like well yeah we're trackers i mean we're hunters we're probably best suited rather than a pet yeah, detective who's, who's from, from from Florida. Florida. Yeah, exactly. He's used to tracking pigeons through through alleyways, and he knows he knows. Yeah. I mean, the, the way he he cracks the case is because he gets shot with two different poison darts, and one poison dart yeah. is what the Wachutu tribe usually use, and the other poison dart is from a different part of the forest. And so, yeah, I I, I also thought about like, it. I was like, how do you know what part? Yeah, of the fucking forest I surely that comes one from? of these tribesmen who you've been hanging out with would be better suited to figuring that out. And instead, the only guy who's like, and the people who speak English in the tribe are like, yeah, the missionaries, the missionaries yeah, taught yeah, us English. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> we we've been we've been civilized, saved. 
We've been civilized <laughs> yeah, exactly. by those lovely men of God who famously never cause any problems. I mean, I mean, if we're no, getting into no. that, there's all sorts of other like. Oh God! I mean that the 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 disease. Bit. Yes, I was just about to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can tell. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Just like, yeah. Let's just joke about. I mean, the joke is for the listener is that there's a bit where he meets the new tribe and they're like he's they they're completely isolated from the outside world and they never knew disease until the white man came and then Ace pretends to do a massive sneeze on all of them. Again, him... In these times, is particularly like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, in those times, like, you know, when they talk about, like, sort of indigenous populations getting wiped out by... It's like millions of people have been yes, killed yeah. by Entire races pox. of people. Entire races of people have been wiped out by this. And it's just like, oh, okay. Ha, 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 ha. And it's and like you said, it was it's still him just sort of lashing out at any person and not being able to have any kind of personal relationship. But yeah, you're joking about sort of genocide, basically. And yeah, and the the, the subjugation of non of just general non-white yeah populations I mean, even, by the white. I mean, it, uh, yeah. I mean, it was like it was also like the beginning of chemical warfare, wasn't it? Didn't like the settlers in in America when they had their Thanksgiving dinner, they gave blankets to the indigenous American population, knowing that they had smallpox on them. So, no. yeah, and that was like what wiped out lots of sort of indigenous American people. And yeah, so it's an interesting thing to make a joke about. Exactly. I mean, it's it's so it's so comfortable in its superiority in order to make that joke. Yeah. To be like, huh, we can all laugh about that yeah, right now, guys. we could joke about it. <laughs> We're all joking about that. Yeah, those people are never coming uh, back, literally. So Sophie Okanedo, there's two characters, the, the chief's, son who's like a kind of he's he's like a little charlie chaplin character isn't he he's like a little clown yes yeah he's a sort of sort of chirpy kind of smiley guy but so you've got african tribes people quote unquote who speak english and it's him who's like oh hello mr ventura oh they catch me too mr ventura kind of thing like oh what what a a dummy i am yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) even though i speak fucking perfect english but and also he can't weirdly can't he can't speak the language of the tribe who live like a mile away who they're marrying into who they're marrying yes. into and they obviously have quite an ongoing relationship with he cannot string a sentence together when he's talking to them but he can talk perfectly good <laughs> yes, english exactly and i was i was like you're also you're translating the other way you're translating what they said perfectly yeah. back to ace yeah. but you can't go the other way and i was like again lazy because they could have justified that in some way they could have found it, just a line yeah a line of him like i don't really speak this it's, language or, i can understand it but i can't really speak it very well it's yeah, hard to speak i'll try yeah yeah but instead he's just merrily terrible and stupid merrily terrible. <laughs> that's it and then you have sophie okanedo who speaks very good english as well yeah and just because she's from the, the rsc <laughs> and she's actually like so poor. i'm just gonna quickly look her up because she has such a great career. CBE. <laughs> so, Sophie Okanedo, CBE. She is... What does that make her? Does that make you a dame? Anyway, CBE, she's got something fucking... of the British Empire. I don't know what they mean. It um, is... Um, cool. Cool of the British Empire. Cool of the British Empire. That's what it says here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But essentially, she's a big shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always um, the way... Heavyweight. 
Yeah, I mean, a bit like Simon Callow as well. I mean, it's like it's like all these films, this, isn't it? When- this is the thing. This is the difference um, that jars with me. Is like Simon Callow gets to be in a film like this, having been at the RSC, at the National, and made small interesting films set in British universities, I imagine. Yeah. And all this. But like, I do feel like Sophie, someone like Sophie Okonedo will have had to do roles like this where she puts on an accent and pretends to be an African princess in order to break through into the mainstream yeah. to get to a point where she then can just is do, allowed do something with her own voice to just be a person who speaks I mean it's literally like and- Lolly Adafopi's uh, bit that she does about I mean Lolly Adafopi's a, a friend of, of a wonderful comedian and she just has a funny character yes. where it, it's her doing a, an audition to play Hermione in the in the Harry Potter play but they keep referring to it as Black Hermione and they make her do a generic African accent and she's sort of like, oh, it's a whole continent, it's not really an accent. And then she has to read these like lines of Harry like with this... And it's, and it's this. It's, it, I mean, this is literally what that is taking the piss out of, isn't it? Um, yeah, and, and I've, I've struggled with it myself as well because you just... The push and pull is, especially when you're younger and you really haven't done anything... Yeah. It's like, how do I get... I feel like this is wrong and I feel like people will... I feel like I'll judge myself and I feel like people will judge me yeah. for doing this and the community will judge me. Like, the for me, the East Asian community yeah, will judge yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is the only kind of part I'm getting offered. Yeah. So what do I do? I've been, I know. The first audition I've had in a year is for a Japanese schoolgirl yeah. in Ideal, which is something... And I remember being like, oh, I've got an audition. Oh my God, it's a TV thing. And some friend of a friend, white guy at the pub, this was years ago, yeah. being like, do you really want to do that? Uh, ju- you know, judging me. And I thought, well, there's nothing else. No. And I'm meant to be an actor. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do. Exactly. And that's the that's the awful thing. You sort of have to build up your name and then you, you basically can have your integrity once you've done the things, what, isn't it? Once you've debased yourself. Yeah. It's like to, you've got you know, you to you gotta lower yourself to get in through the door. And then once you're through the door, then you can claw back some of your integrity. But but it always is, it's still there. It still exists. I feel um, like it's the same, like the number of sort of successful female actors who have mm. to get their tits out early on in their career mm, you know yeah. the number the number of of the number of women who who you know really respected but they to to get their foot in the door yeah. they had to get their tits out early on and it's just like or even yeah. Even if it's not like, I think a lot of them did actually literally, like you say, have to get their tits out. But even if it's not as obvious as that, they had to lean on their feminine wiles yeah, yeah, yeah. in order to eventually get taken seriously as, as a person, a strong woman, female actor. <laughs> yeah. They had to be, they had to be beautiful to start off yeah. with. They had to be an ingenue. They had to, they had to be objectified. You know, even like someone like, yeah, yeah like Susan Sarandon or, you know, like Meryl Streep, they were all just beautiful, yeah. doe-eyed babes. Yeah. And then eventually managed to sort of steer themselves into... Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're also, the you know, they're the lucky ones that managed to establish themselves yes. as these sort of like, you know, respected older actors. But like yeah. lots, of, lots of them, they hit the age where no one wants to fuck them anymore or the producers yeah. don't want to fuck them anymore. And then, exactly. uh, and then they don't have a career at all. They just get binned off because they're like they've they've outserved their usefulness. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that is why. I mean, we're getting so into it, right? But and we'll get back on to Ace Ventura. <laughs> but, but, 
<laughs> but that is why, like, someone like Weinstein could operate because the whole industry kind of sort of saw the actors as just pieces of meat like that. It was predicated on that. It's like, well, you're here because you're young and beautiful. So unless you're going to do what Young and Beautiful does best, then what's the point in us giving you any work? Yeah, we'll just get a white man in to, to yeah, do the Yeah, and all, those, all the women, you know, who've come out of the woodwork as, you know, people like um, Ashley Judd, for example. Yeah. She was a, a rising star and refused to play Weinstein's game. And he just... Just put her in the bin. Yeah, just cut, cut off her career. Yeah. And, you know, she's managed to claw it back in certain ways, but Rose McGowan as well has spoken about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw Ashley Judd in something recently, actually. I can't remember if it was new or if it was old. That's not a good story. I did a scene with her. Did you? I did a... I, yeah. That's awesome. Um, She's great. Yeah, it was like... She is great. What was that in? And she was really scary. Berlin Station. What's that? Um, which is like... Sounds great. It, it did go on to more for eventually. More for? Yeah. More for. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was a an epics series in the US, and it's like a spy, political spies, and oh, stuff like, that. like a sort of Cold War um, thing, or like a. Well, I thought it was, but it was actually present day, <laughs> like a, a, a different. It feels like it's going to be a Cold War yeah, thing, yeah, right? It's Berlin, Berlin. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but it wasn't there any clues, like while you were on set. <laughs> There's like a scene where you're on your iPhone, and you're like the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> I just had dinner. My one scene was having dinner with her and they were like, we really want you back for the next series. And it was, it set my character up as like this big evil Ah. CEO. Basically, you know, the Huawei, the Huawei woman who got into lots of trouble. Yes. Yes. The CEO woman. Yes. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Mm, she's doing dodgy stuff. It was a quite thinly veiled version of Ah, her. That would have been amazing. And and then it got cancelled. And I was like, oh, well. I had my one scene with Ashley Judd. Oh, no. But I did feel like I was in the presence of greatness. Yeah, fuck. I love um, Heat. It's one of the best films ever. I mean, see, like, she had those big films. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's the other one? Double Jeopardy. That was a a film I used to love. I love that. In fact, that's got to go on the list. Yeah. That's got to go on the list. That was a good film. Let's... Oh, can we talk about the the, the gay joke? Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of... Yeah, I, 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 I... That was one of the jokes that I didn't really get when I was a kid. Well, just just explain it for the for the listener. So going back to this scene where our friend who speaks very good English but for some reason can't speak the language of the tribe who live next door, Ace Ventura is trying to tell them that he comes representing the princess and his friend translates it to them as I am a princess and then yeah. and then sort of from behind the crowd raises up like a guy it, sort of cat it's obviously meant to be a count yeah I don't know like a non-offensive way to say what he's he's just sort of like sort of um not leering slightly fake yeah exactly he's just but he just sort of gives it he he gives him like sort of flirtatious kind of wink doesn't he in a a very camp way yeah Yeah, and my skin crawls like yeah exactly I mean we've referred to it a couple of times but obviously the first film is so transphobic and so homophobic yeah like and and that kind of like old school homophobia where you're like did any did anyone ever like I don't know just princess like that's not even like a gay that's not even like a gay term it's it's just like 
just it's just rude. Yeah, it's it's uh anyone describing themselves as a princess must be gay. Yeah. It's um, it's not only sort of homophobic, but it's also it's it's smacks of toxic masculinity in the sense of oh god, yeah. The worst possible thing would be to be an effeminate man, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then you're going to you're going to attract the interest of this guy sort of and leering it's, from it's the back of the group. It's interesting that they've made Ace um, essentially a misanthrope, you know, who hates all human beings kind of equally and yet still somehow a stud when it comes to the ladies. To, to everyone, as it turns out. <laughs> like as, as soon as he says he's a princess, he's, he's drawing out the gay man in this Yes, tribe. that's true. Yeah. Um, but like they're really painting... Yeah, he's irresistible to everybody. A virile and going back to, to Sofia Canedo's character. Um, she is, like you say, just not a love interest, a fuck interest. He says yeah. at one point, try not to get distracted by her incredible rap. Yeah. The only conversation her they basic, have is... That's her only scene, yeah, basically. She has one scene. Is, no, no. She has another scene where she does the the dance that is famous in the tribe, the the seduction of the virgin. So straight away we're setting her up as desirable because she's hot, sexy, and she's a virgin, guys. And surprise. And the first thing she does is sort of shake her her vagina in in Ace's face while he's sitting around the fire. Exactly, in his face. And then similarly, we are meant to believe that even though these two tribes are so different from us, they're not like us at all, they still subscribe to prizing female virginity and they have a dowry yeah. and the wedding ceremony that they have at the end is basically like a catholic wedding like ceremony. A, yeah completely and they sort of go and they go to consummate the marriage after the wedding and all of these things like yeah she um what well the whole scene is that she is worried that she won't be able to please her husband on the wedding night so the first white man who wanders into the tribe she yeah propositions him so that she can learn how to fuck again thank goodness that a white man's yeah, come along it, to teach him that exactly stacy dooley's come <laughs> along um, <laughs> to fuck the local tribes people yeah and then she's just like oh well maybe this will convince you because he says that he's celibate now because he's been staying in the random Asian monastery yeah. and then <laughs> she like drops her this is one of the scenes that I completely didn't never understood when I was a kid right that whole section of the film I I loved the film so much when I was a kid but this bit just never made any sense to me I was like what? why is he looking at her chest <laughs> What's she talking about the wedding night? And then the scene after that, when the guy goes, I was actually cackling at that last night. I, I love a, like, a good old-fashioned hiding your boner joke. Oh, I think pretty that funny. was <laughs> Like, when he goes into the... Into the when he walks in he on him having into, a wank. <laughs> he's quite obviously having a wank, and he walks in, he's like... <gasps> and he, like, covers his boner. And then he's like, I'll meet you out there in ten minutes. If I don't finish my meditation, I get a bit cranky. cranky. Yeah. Genuinely the first time I've ever understood that joke after watching it about 20 times. <laughs> so that I quite enjoyed that. I was like, oh, this is quite a fun wanking yeah. joke that I hadn't got before. Unregistered. But, um, but yeah, everything that preceded it was pretty uh, icky. And there's, there's also something I know, this is getting down onto a slightly subtler level, which I don't know is, is really necessary in, in terms of this film. But there's <laughs> a thing of like, he, everything he says, this is a kind of a tropey thing of our sort of underdog hero when when he's with a girl they just find his batshit craziness i should say guano craziness um in this context (laughs) but uh sorry awful (laughs) (laughs) 
But they find his like zany, kooky, weird, socially inept ways charming alluring. and alluring. Like he's, yeah. he's kind of using a blowpipe to spit bits of paper at a guy who's doing a, a sacred rite of manhood yeah. and he's trying to knock him down <laughs> with this pillar that he stood on and she's like oh ha, ha, how do I do that oh ha, ha. Um, you're, you're funny. so funny and silly yeah. and it's that thing it, or it really feels to me now watching those things that the, the geeky white writer or the geeky white director man is going is reaching out to the young boy on the other side of the screen being like it's not you it's not you that's being weird when you find the right hot girl they're gonna really appreciate that you're like weird like that like, uh, yes, that's so don't true. Don't you change? Isn't it? Like, yeah, it just feels like it's breeding incels <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Why don't those well, big someone... t- tribes women? Why aren't they coming to find me and love me for who I am? I don't want a Becky. I want a Stacy. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Oh, I can't remember who it was. There's there's a comic in the states who I was listening to an interview with. Oh God, I should credit her. But I can't remember who it was. But she was sort of just saying take, that like take the credit for yourself, mate. Okay, (laughs) she sort of made the point that it's so funny, like watching all of these, rewatching lots of these old rom coms now, and with the knowledge that they've all been written by nerdy incels, basically, and and it's like, oh right, this is why the nerdy guys, the Woody Allen characters, are always so alluring to these amazing women, even though they're sort of kooky losers. Yeah, and it's because. That's who's been writing these things all this yeah. time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. None of us ever sort of really realised it. It was the, them bitter that they couldn't find anyone, like some, yeah, exactly, big-titted woman who <laughs> was interested in their terrible jokes. Yeah. On the flip side of it, women have never had the opportunity. To, so there's not been parity. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, obviously, there's those kooky, misfit, uh, unattractive female characters who yeah. attract all the... Do you remember how much stick Lena Dunham got when she wrote um, an episode of Girls, which was like her basically having like a little three-day love-in with this hot doctor? She kind of just accidentally goes to his house or uses his bin or uh, another kooky thing that that character always seemed to be doing. Uh, (laughs) And then he invites her in and they just bang for three days and he's still getting over his divorce and then they go. And she got so much flack for it because they were like oh, Lena Dunham is trying to... She's just written this character so she gets to, like, simulate sex with this super hot... So she can get off with this guy. Yeah, and it's like, again, this is... Yeah, men have been doing this forever. Yeah, like you say, Woody Allen is the prime example. It's like, that's all he... His whole oeuvre That's all he does. It's him, yeah, it's him sort of going on a date with uh, Shelley Duval and, and being, rolling his eyes because she's so thick and she doesn't get any of his, like, ride. But then he still gets off with her and then he goes on a date with yeah. Mia, Mia Farrow. I mean, or, I've said this and, I've said this so many times on the podcast, but it's a drum I like to bang. David Spade being presented to us as a sex object. Yeah, sorry, guys, I'll put yeah. a pound in the jar. But again, it's like David Spade, every character he ever plays with the six-foot models that he's mugging off and you're like... 10 yeah. out of 10, the writer looks like a little Weasley David Spade. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah, you go. It, It's David Spade. It, it, the, the writer is David Spade. It's, it's David I want a Spade t-shirt with that Spade's on. Friend. Somebody listening make me that t-shirt. The writer is David Spade. <laughs> uh, yeah, and this is, yeah, you're right. This is just another sort of example of that really, isn't it? So we should think about a wrap. I'm being so good. I'm being Emily right now. She's this always is very good. What I know. is there? Are there any uh, the spirit of Emily lives she on? Always, she's always here. It's like she's embodied, hovering you. over me, being like, 
Come yeah, on, Anna. Like Mufasa. Oh, like Mufasa in the clouds. Yeah. Emily, although she's not, de- she's not dead. No, she's not. But she's not I dead. wish just too much. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it, Jack. Oh, thank yeah. Um, Can I say but one thing that please, I think? Please, if there's any other the, things, let's let's talk about them. This is, I mean, this is just such a pivot. But I genuinely think the thing that's aged the worst. No, go I mean, on. What what a, what a it's thing in to amongst... say. But one of the thing, one of the things that has aged the worst in this movie is saying loser. But like, but was that his thing? I feel like I don't know if it was his thing. But now I can't that tell with the chicken or the egg. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was just like a zeitgeisty thing that everyone, or if he like really put his spin on it. Because yeah. like in the first scene of this, he's really like, I know. And it's like, <laughs> and you're, but it's like, that's like what dads thought. do now. That's like what lame dads do. Like, what, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, that's like the real dad joke now. Woo-hoo, and I was literally watching this being like, did, did people ever like unironically say this to mean, to be cool or to be funny. But I mean, when it we think sounds so awful now. It's twenty five years old. That yeah, film it is. could have a PhD if they'd worked really hard. Yeah, exactly. It's too old for Woody Allen to want to fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's aged out. <laughs> this film is just old and saggy to Woody Allen. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, it's just culturally everyone's moved on from Loser, yeah. but I just couldn't believe how jarring it was watching it. You're so it. right, like, right at the top. Ugh. And there's something even, I mean, it's it's a real testament to how part of the zeitgeist Jim Carrey and his work, <laughs> so to speak, is that even that, okay, I'm speaking in this voice, is, is part yeah. of, I kind of had a boyfriend really, really young, you know, when I was like, a teenager who yeah. just kind of thought that being sarcastic was doing that kind of Jim Carrey voice. Yeah, and that was that was a personality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that has become I mean, become something aged and died because now it's yeah. it's really tacky and yeah, yeah. But your boyfriend wasn't unique. I think I that was me as well. And oh yeah, I was watching most of this film just like sparing a thought for my parents <laughs> who had to live with me while this was my personality yeah oh my god like it's annoying watching it from like a guy who's getting paid 15 million dollars to to do it yeah and he was he was paid 15 million dollars you're quite right 15 million half the budget of the yeah. film and then the um, film was apparently very hard to make and a lot of a lot of hard work did you read the imdb trivia no maybe not maybe i read i read another uh, trivia thing Lots of research. Okay, I read IMDb trivia. I mean, one of the IMD trivia points was that uh, apparently he thought that the depiction of tribes was offensive and he was surprised that it didn't get banned outright. Right. Which I thought was interesting. It was like he was contractually obligated to make this film and he didn't want to. Yeah, um, I mean, it's interesting that it's... I'm always interested to know when that passed into the ether. Into the trivia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah he said that last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, di- or did he say it in 19... 19- 96 and he was very ahead of his time yeah and also if that's the case I mean one of the I think Tommy Davidson the guy we were talking about before um, who played the tiny warrior was also a living in living colour cast member so I would imagine being on set with 25 presumably American black actors who are all basically your peers all covered in white body paint and feathers and things being having to go make up make up a language which i'm 
guessing they just sort of were like, just yeah. do it, just make up a language. The thing I read said that it just like some of the words are, it was like a whole mishmash. They sort of borrow bits and they make up bits and it's just like a mishmash of, of random okay, bits well, by the sounds of things. That is interesting yeah. actually. But yeah, you're right. Just so galling for those poor actors. I think that's something that more and more is really kind of something that I am putting as a benchmark on whether something is still legit. It's like, who's getting paid here? You know, how many of those people yeah. Are extras. There are people of colour in the film, yes, but. Yeah. Do we need to invent? Yeah. Someone probably has. Uh, if anyone knows, let us know. A Bechdel test for people of colour. Do they yeah. have to put on an yeah, accent? Yeah, yeah. Do they have to wear some quote unquote indigenous costume that doesn't exist? Do they have to do mystical rites? Do they have to do a, a wacky dance? Yeah. Do they have to do a wacky dance? Do they have to yeah. submit to the wisdom of a white person? Yeah. That's a good. We can call it. We can call it the Brophy test. Oh. Yeah. I think we should. I think you coined it. It's your name now. You put it on there. Pissed off. Yeah. You snooze, you lose. You have a baby, you won't have a movement named after you. But yeah, anyway, the thing I was saying before all of that... Oh, shit, shit. Go on, Jack. ...was that this guy's getting paid £15 million to act like that asshole. I was doing it for free... 24 hours a day in my mum and dad's house <laughs> yeah. for about 10 years. So mainly this thing made me just feel very sorry for my family who had to put... I mean, I was just like... I was doing impressions of that all the time. You're right. I mean, me and my brother, he kind of poked his head in as the end of the, at the end of the film and we just basically had a quote along. Yeah, it's still great. I mean, some of it is still great. I mean, I don't... Sure. Want, some of the jokes when he's driving the monster truck and he's like, Cadby, from the consulate, right? <laughs> This is weird. I still say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to circle back to how much I love Jim Carrey, to close. Yeah. The thing that I love, and I think that the reason why teenagers loved it so much about Jim Carrey is he's not censoring himself at all. How exhausting it must have been to do that acting. Yeah. 12 15 times? Yeah. For all the takes that you'd need to do for every yeah. angle? Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, personally, I, my ego could not handle it, I don't think. I, like, unless after every take, everyone in the crew is literally like, giving him a round of applause. I just don't yeah. know how you could pick yourself up to just keep... Like, you know, most of the time when you do like a funny thing on set, it's obviously not getting a laugh because everyone there is professional and they've all got a job to do. Yeah. And they're not supposed to laugh. But going that over the top to a silent crew must yeah. have been soul destroying where the first time you wiggle your eyebrows in that funny way or you do that you might catch some smiles or a chuckle at the end of the tape yeah but then you have to do it again 15 times yeah with the same intensity that's something I really admire and that's why he's a pro yeah I really do admire him and then you see him on the other side of that you know something like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where you're like oh you really went to that dark place yeah (laughs) Oh. I did read a good bit of trivia that the bit when he sings Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the Jeep was yeah. improvised because he forgot his lines. Oh, really? And he, so he just decided to sing Chitty. And that is one of my favourite bits. Yeah. I always do that. Whenever I rent a car, I'll get in, I'll be like, Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang, yeah! And <laughs> that is like a thing that I will always do. I cannot get that out of my head. So it was good to watch that again after 20 years or so. I made notes as I was going through. One of the notes I wrote down was, at least in this one, he's getting grossed out from touching a bat and not a trans person. That's that was true. A, That was an improvement, I thought. But he did react in almost exactly the same way. In fact, he was... No, he was definitely more grossed out by the trans person in yeah, the first Yeah, he was, because he was, like, vomiting and stuff. And, like, yeah. brushing, his, brushing his tongue and, like, showering and burning all his clothes. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fucked. That's a good point, actually. And and that's one thing that I read as well, that he was, one of the problems he had with the film was one, the tribes, and also he was like, but why does he hate the bat? Yeah. Why does he hate bats? And I was like, that's your problem? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, there's other things going on in there for sure. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I just yeah. don't buy... The, the inner life of this character because he doesn't like bats. Yeah, exactly. Everything else I can get on board with is hate of trans people. Okay, Jack, okay. is it still legit? Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. Um, I mean, no. I think probably not from what we've said. <laughs> <laughs> we spent an hour taking it apart. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I, I just want a couple of bits to still be legit. Yeah, you can keep some Singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, getting spears chucked in his legs, knocking out, <laughs> knocking out the Monopoly guy, and wearing him like a scarf. That is legit. I mean, that will always be legit. Knocking out rich people and wearing them like scarves. Um, but then the vast majority of the rest of the film, I think, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think it, it. It is not legit. It's still there are still lots of funny bits. I love the bit where he does the denouncement of Simon Callow. Actually, but to be honest, basically all the best bits of the film are the bits when he's fucking with Simon Callow. That's like, isn't it? Yeah, those are the bits where you can feel comfortable is when he's fucking with the really stuck-up old white guy. The old colonialist. Yeah, and Ian McNeese plays a nice line in that affable anthropologist kind of role a kind of David Attenbury guy yeah. he's like I'm just here to be I'm just interested I, yes. I know the people I, I know them and I, I know all he's the respectful one yeah but but then at the end of the wedding is that what you're going to say? No, go, oh yeah, no, go on just, just at the wedding he's wearing the most insane bit of colonial <laughs> garb I've ever he's wearing like a white policeman's hat with an ostrich feather yes. you're like what the fuck is that? Almost completely undone all of his good work and being respectful. <laughs> he looks like the big game hunter from Jumanji. Yeah, he does, but he's sort of cleaner and just yeah. sort of more more white somehow. He's all so colonial. Uh, and yeah. It's harking, harkening back a little bit to uh, Rush Hour with the, the colonial bad guy. Oh, yes. Um, Juntao. Juntao, yeah. It's a sort of weird that it's all set in this, like... Because I don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're really really were sort of like colonial missions like that in the 90s in the mid 90s no it's a lazy mishmash attempt sort of vaguely hearkening it's anything that's word actually and harking harking yeah just harking yeah yeah but you're right it's like it's like oh this is what africa's like it's still a colony yeah even though it wasn't by then yeah it's not the 1930s no, Simon Callow exactly. is playing a 1930s baddie and he's having, as even Ace Ventura says, a soiree. Yeah, 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 exactly. A 30s soiree. Yeah, sundowners um, and what, what? Um, dressage. So I think you're right. I don't think it's legit. Ace Ventura, very much of his time. I'm still a massive Jim Carrey fan, but I think this has yeah. to get in the bin. But I think, yeah. And by the sounds of things, I think Jim Carrey agrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we can't feel too guilty for condemning it to the not legit bin. Jack, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's it fun. been an absolute joy and frankly could talk about Jim Carrey a lot longer. Yeah, definitely. 
I'll come back and do the mask if you want. Yes, yes. Well, you'll have to come back with Emily because she'll want you to be her playmate as well. Okay, okay. Put my bunny ears on again. Yeah, if you could. Get get your outfit dry cleaned and ready for a repeat yeah, visit. in 18 years' time. <laughs> you can be featured on her daughter's podcast, yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people find you? What are you up to? Tell us anything you might want to tell us. Oh, not much. Not much at the moment. You can follow me on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter. At Jay Basler. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am Jack Barry. You mentioned Feel Good earlier. You can watch Feel Good. That's on Channel 4. It's very funny. You're very, you've got a lovely suit. Oh, yeah. That, that annoyingly is my suit from home. I actually, I provided that. For Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. yeah. We're looking behind the curtain now. Yeah. I was, I had to, I, the, the part was written for me. The character was called Jack Barry, but I had to audition to play it which was a slightly surreal afternoon but yeah if you're in the UK you can watch that on Channel 4 online or if you're anywhere else in the world you can watch it on Netflix and Wicked yeah there will be a series 2 of that coming out of which you will be part of which I will be part but it probably won't be till next year so keep an eye out for that next year I'm so glad that you got the part of yourself it would have been really yeah I really would have had to rethink my career choices if I couldn't nail down the part of 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 me played by me yeah it's like you gotta you gotta look for a new job then really haven't if you? they were like jack you were great unfortunately it's gone another way can we borrow the suit though <laughs> yeah exactly i feel like if you pay me a million pounds then yes yeah i mean well, yeah can you I give don't me know. back my self-respect there's no coming the back suit. from that is there yeah, we've gone a different way. We wanted to go with someone less um, annoying. And shit. Uh, yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Can you do it again, but n- less shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love what you're doing, but can you try it again, but good? <laughs> That's the, That's the that kind always... of direction I like. <laughs> what an absolute joy to have Jack Barry on the episode with me. But I am, once again now on my own which just sucks really I'm not a fan no one needs this much of me well if you do think you are in need of this much of me please dm me don't don't, please don't do that (laughs) please don't but I miss my wife okay I miss Emily it's not the same in the still legit headquarters without her so we're going to do something a little bit different next week and we are going to do a check-in with Emily we're gonna do an extended you're right with the mother of my child. I don't know if John at some point is going to get annoyed with me saying this, but until then, um, until he puts the official sanctions on, I'm claiming her. So do join us for that. That would be really nice. I'm going to check in with her, see how she's doing, see how motherhood is working out for her and probably just chat some shit with her as well. Very excited about that. In the meantime, though, please do follow us on Twitter. We're really trying to put stuff out there. Twitter is a scary place and we need some friends to hold our hands. We'd love it if you would follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Still Legit Pod on Twitter, at Still Legit Podcast on Instagram. We're putting out fun bits related to the, to the show each week. We'd love to chat to you. If you want to email us, it's isitstilllegit at gmail.com. And do tell a friend. We love nothing more than word of mouth. That is enough from me, guys. <laughs> and until next week, when I will be back with the queen of my heart, have a great one. Bye. Bye.